What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Jetstream, the official New York Jets podcast of Gotham Sports Network. My name is Jesse Finver, and joining me on this joyous Monday evening, Connor, <laughs> my friend. <laughs> what an afternoon we had yesterday. <laughs> what an afternoon. What an afternoon. What morning. I mean, we've had a, we've had a hell of a 24 hours. I know. I it's, it's been, it's been, you know. At the end of last week, we were talking about how, like, maybe we won't record an episode this week, you know. It's just not a lot. It's, they're 0-10, 0-11. There's just not a lot to talk about. Every episode's been, like, 30 minutes. It's been short. It's been despondent. It's just been a sad year of Jets football. But, folks, let me tell you, we had quite the, uh, we had quite the doozy of a game on Sunday. Uh, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not kidding. I... I was happier after that game than I have been after any game since the Jets beat the Patriots in 2015. Honestly, maybe even happier than that. Um, I was jumping up and down for joy. It was miraculous. Yeah. I I think it was Ian Eagle on the call, and he put it only only he could. It was just miraculous. Absolutely miraculous. Yeah, yeah. The only reason I think I was happier for the Jets – beating the Patriots in December of 2015 uh, in the overtime game was because I was at the game. <laughs> uh, okay, so, yeah, like, that's very fair. So, like, I, that's probably the only reason. And I got to, like, you know, yell at Pat, Pats fans when I was walking out of the stadium. Uh, but, I mean, this is up there. Yeah. I mean, how could it not be? I mean, we went into – like, you go into it, you have this mentality, you're thinking – while there was a point yesterday where there was a real shot that Jacksonville was going to beat Minnesota. So I was like thinking, it's like, if they pull this off. Should I be like, at least pulling for the jets to get one win till I avoid that embarrassment? Obviously neither of those scenarios played out and the jets lost. And so did Jacksonville, but like, man, like that was such a roller coaster whirlwind of an afternoon where I haven't, I haven't been angry that the Jets were winning. I, like, literally angry. Even in, like, other seasons where I wanted them to tank. Well, I don't know, maybe were, ever. Were you angry when they were winning against the Patriots a couple weeks ago? Because I was. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, that was also at the point where it was, like, it was far. It, was a, it wasn't so much a foregone conclusion that the Jets were, like, really much, like, very much on the verge of yeah. getting a number one overall pick. Like it was still up in the air for both teams. Really, I mean, it was like, yes, they were probably they were in the lead at that point, but that was only because the Jacksonville had the one win at that point. But like, it was still up in the air. It was, we weren't very close. Now the Jets are at like, I don't know. I mean, the odds can switch with just one game, but they're at like seventy five percent odds or something like that to get the number one overall pick. Yeah, it's so pretty, I've been it's... angry. I would have been angry yesterday, and it was like one of those very much double-edged sword, lose-lose situations for the Jets in terms of getting roasted. Because if they lost, which they did, they did get roasted. But if they won, they would have gotten roasted. So, I don't think anyone else, like any other fan base, was expecting like all of like Jets fans on social media to be like, no, no, like we join you. We're laughing at the team. <laughs> like, we're very... I see like a lot of like the national reporters and like personalities who are like, oh man, like I can't even imagine being a Jets fan after a loss like that. I mean, like, well, you know, do you root for a winning team? Because that's what it feels like. It felt like we won right. the game. <laughs> like it felt like yeah. we won the Super Bowl. It was yeah. unbe- it was unbelievable. 
It was unbelievable. Yeah. Um, the whole game was – it was a great game. It was a yeah. really good football game. Right. Very um, much so. And we'll, we'll break it down um, the only way we can, which, you know, we're going to go through – Gives to guys that we liked, that uh, you know, th- players that we thought played well, guys that we wish we, we saw a little bit more from. But my goodness, all of a sudden we have a rushing game. Um, you know, as soon as you replace the the fifty year old running back, who who knew who knew that running behind as as and I haven't watched it yet, but I read the caption. Baldy did a whole thing about like how you know the, the Jets have become a left handed team and they ran the ball behind Mackay Becton. Ty Johnson, 22 carries for 104 yards. Josh Adams, 8 for 74. Even Sam Darnold had a 17-yard rush, you know? And a rushing touchdown. And a rushing touchdown, touchdown. yeah. Ty, <laughs> Ty Johnson had a, t- a rushing touchdown. Josh Adams broke a 25-yarder. The Jets were running the football. They had 206 rushing yards yesterday against the Raiders. Um, and we're recording on Monday, and so this will be out on Tuesday, December 8th. Once again... And, and I feel like I'm a broken record at this point, but week after week, the young guys are just, you know, they're doing their jobs. Josh Adams uh, and Ty Johnson. I'm pretty sure Josh Adams, you know, went to Notre Dame. I don't know where Ty Johnson – where did Ty Johnson go? Ty Johnson went to Maryland. Um, he was a sixth-round pick. And honestly, they played They played fantastic yesterday. Um, seeing, obviously, it sucks that Frank Gore got hurt, and I hope that he, he'll – be okay and i hope that wasn't his last snap as, as a pro but ty johnson and josh adams need to be getting more touches um or you know what actually no i take that back give frank gore all the touches he wants all right because we know what ty johnson josh adams ty johnson you did your job we know that you guys can run the football in some capacity against a potential playoff team uh let's give all the record you know it's frank gore's swan song we have to yeah. give him the carries at least with the jets yeah, yeah. Uh, like 30 how can, carries we, a game. How can we not give him all the carries? I, I think it's <laughs> imperative that we do. Um, it was good to see Jamison Crowder yesterday, you know, Very coming good. out of his slumber. Um, he's not averaging 100 yards per game anymore, obviously. Uh, but he had two touchdown catches. And, you know, the ki- the guy – kid, he's not a guy. He's a, he's a veteran. Uh, <laughs> the guy can get open, and he's a great slot receiver, and I can't wait for Trevor Lawrence to, th- to utilize him next year. Denzel Mims – um, caught a two-point conversion. He, did. he had a nice, long 23-yard catch that was over the middle, crossing route, and he... I mean, when he runs, it just looks different. He looks like a gazelle. Yeah. He's so tall uh-huh. that he's just, like, he's just, like, running down. It's 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 refreshing, because I, I, I... Who who was, like, the last, like, truly, like, big guy receiver that you can remember that the Jets have, have like, had? Terrell Pryor? Brandon Marshall. Two years ago? <laughs> Brandon, Marsh, Brandon, Brandon Marshall. Marshall. Yeah. Yeah. So it's he, been a couple he, years. I, and, we, and we said this when, when Mims, I think, I, I don't know if it was you or me who said this, but when Mims had his first game afterwards, one of us was like, reminds me of Brandon Marshall. He's, yeah, he's, right. he's big. The, big. His yeah. catch radius is awesome. Like, it's just, right. it, he, can, he can catch anything, and he's really fast, and he's shifty too. Um, mm-hmm. So when he gets, like, you know, a real offense – you know, a real offensive coordinator and a real quarterback, as we, as as, as you all know, last week we you know, we buried Sam Darnold. He is he's been laid to rest, um, despite playing okay yesterday. Mediocre, yeah. He did mediocre. turn the ball over three times. <laughs> he did. <laughs> he's very he's very much part of the tank. Yes. Oh, he's all in on the tank. I appreciate it too. Um, and I want to see. 
some stats, but Neville Hewitt is, you know, impressing. He's okay. not that he's not that young, I don't think. I'm gonna see how young he is. Harvey Lange, again, top two in tackles. Um Ashton Davis got hurt. Yeah. So that wasn't yeah. that wasn't good. He may be out for the rest of the season with a foot injury. Yeah. Bryce Hall, um, he's playing better and better. Um Lamar Jackson, Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor. As as, 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 as Brian we'll as, as our we'll as, as, as Gotham's very own Brian Lloyd said on Twitter, Ring of Honor. Um Quinnen was a wrecking machine again. Uh three QB hits, a sack, a tackle for loss. Uh do tackles for loss count separately from sacks? If they're on the quarterback, you mean? Like if you have a sack, does oh, that count sack, as, a tackle for, as a tackle for loss? Yeah. It's a good question. I, I honestly don't know. Huh. All right. Well, we'll, we'll figure that out. Um, Marcus May. Um, I mean, he made he he yeah. made headlines. He made headlines for for different other reasons, reasons which we'll get Not to. Negative reasons, as far as we're concerned. No. <laughs> no. 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 Not at all. Um, yeah. Other than that, I mean, listen. This team did its job on Sunday. <laughs> it lost. They went out there. They choked that game away. <laughs> that's all you need to do is lose the football game. And they did it. They did their job. Um, we obviously, We're, we're going to get to it. I promise we're going to get to it, the play. But was there anybody that stood out to you, anything that you want to talk about before we get into the main attraction here? Uh, I would say it would be it would be the running game, I think. I think it's nice because I think all of us, at least at Gotham, have bought into the mentality of running backs don't matter, at least when it comes to high picks and big contracts. Yeah. I think the the Giants guys that we know have got bit with Saquon Barkley, as good as he is. It's the high draft pick thing. Mm-hmm. We got we as Jets fans got bit with the Le'Veon contract. I think we're, we all slowly are biting into that, and I think we, we really learned that yesterday. I mean – Ty Johnson and Josh Adams. There was the first time the Jets have run over for over 200 yards in God knows how long. God yeah. knows how long. Uh, 6.1 yards per carry. I mean, come on. That's, I mean, come on. that's, I mean, that's they, not they, the Jets. They did yesterday anymore. what we wanted LaMichael Pirine to do all season. Yeah. And they were seeing the field a whole hell of a lot better than Pirine did. And. I don't want to. I don't want. I'm not trying to turn this point into you know, shit on Piran. But I mean, they were just seeing the, the field a lot better. The the holes were getting open. They were just they were hitting them real well. They were dodging tackles. They were they were doing what they needed to do. And I watched the the uh, Baldinger's breakdown of Makai Becton because it's one of the favorite my favorite things to do on Mondays, obviously. Uh, and Becton Becton again for the second straight week. Didn't have a, a great game. One of Sam's fumbles came on one of his blown blocks. He let the he let I forget who it might have been Clennon Farrell get to the outside of him that yeah. hit Sam. Clenn, and Clenn. Uh, how do you pronounce his first name? Seelan Cleveland 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 Seelan I think it's Seelan Keelan Keelan. It's something Farrell. It's it's it sounds Ferrell. like it sounds Irish. It sounds like something it you does. should know. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> um, get on get on that. That's your home. <laughs> but. Yeah, no, I mean, and that's this is also, I mean, Becton, he hasn't he hasn't yet had a bad game for the Jets. He's only had like great games and then like average games. And yesterday, yep. his average game still produced a five minute highlight reel. 
Yeah. <laughs> so he's a very good player. Yes. Okay, yeah. Just be t- trying to take a shit on him. Absolutely. <laughs> he he blew that play, and then so that's what happened. But I mean, you can see that these are the th- these are the opportunities that guys like Beckton are opening up yeah. for these running backs. And I think what we can pull out of yesterday is I don't know what direction Joe Douglas wants to go in with running backs after this season. Uh, Got to think. Obviously, Gore is gone. Who knows what's going to happen with Michael Pirine? Got to think he's going to stick around because Joe Douglas took him. Yeah, Josh so, Adams and Ty Johnson will stick around as long as they keep doing this down the stretch. Sam Darnold gone. Uh, Berrios might be gone. Uh, Perryman, they may give a small deal to. to. Um, obviously, you're going to have Mims and Crowder. Griff, you're stuck with Griffin and Herndon. Um, and then defensively, I mean, the only guys that are going to stay are Jenkins, May, Quinnen, Ashton Davis, Bryce Hall. Maybe Lange gets an extension. Mm-hmm. Um, For John Franklin Myers. John Franklin Myers, Falaronzo, Fadokasi, <laughs> uh, Basham maybe. I think Henry Anderson's contract's up and he will be gone. God, I so. Uh, Arthur Mollett will stay. He's solid and, and you know, tack- he's a good tackler and run and like, you know, run defense yeah, and whatnot. Yeah, the interception. He did. He did. Although that was a deflection, but yeah, um, yeah. yeah. All right. Um, the thing is, is like, and that's and that's great. But a lot of the guys that you just uh, rattle off there wouldn't start on other teams. Yeah, for which sure. Kind of just goes to show like what the situation is like. Jets have nine. Jets. Jets have seventy million in cap space and nine draft picks, including two first round picks. So, a lot of holes are going to get filled. But this is not. Like, the Jets are going to draft Trevor Lawrence if they get the first overall pick. And if they don't get the first overall pick, they'll probably take Justin Fields with the second pick, right? Mm-hmm. You have eight more picks to fill out in holes in the roster. even And 70 million in cap space. Even with all of that, it's not going to be like next year is going to be, like, playoffs. Right. This is not – like, this still is not a good team. Now, they could make all these awesome moves and make and all their draft picks could hit and hey maybe the team actually does turn it around and like is really really good next year and Trevor Lawrence thrives with the new coach whoever they get blah 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 but I'm I'm done like being Mr. Positive with that sort of stuff I need to see yeah. it I need to see it first I need to see results and so right. far what we've seen from Joe Douglas are pretty good results he's finding a lot of guys and he drafted well and the, his high draft picks have panned out you know like beyond our dreams right you know we're, we're constantly pessimistic here in, <laughs> in jets land and uh the fact that makai becton looks like an all pro and mims looks like a potential pro bowler at some point in his career has me feeling really good you know and those are two important positions so hopefully you know, you know we, we draft we draft a lot of defense and you know we draft a wide receiver, some defense. We need some cornerbacks. We need another safety. Need we need we need we need a pass <laughs> rusher. Um, we need a quarterback. There's a lot of issues with the Jets, but right now, the offensive line, <laughs> offensive line, four more offensive linemen. <laughs> like a <laughs> lot of lot of holes, folks. A lot of holes to fill. <laughs> this ain't your this ain't your delusional Jets fan podcast. All right, <laughs> this is this is we're obviously Jets fans, and some can call us delusional. You know, if you still disagree with us, but. I think we're being pretty reasonable here. There's a lot of holes that need fixing, and if they fix the holes, they should be good. If they don't fix the holes, they'll be bad. Well, it's well, super well, simple. Yeah. It's super simple, and it doesn't. And it, oh, Jesse, great analysis there. All right, you know what? What, what do you want me to say, man? What do you want me to say? <laughs> at, at the end of the day, if the Jets fill their holes, they'll be good. If they don't, 
they'll be bad. It's really black and white. Pretty simple as that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and we'll know, obviously, post-draft next year, because at least by the time the draft rolls around, they'll have, uh, I mean, fingers crossed, they'll have, you know, yeah. Galladay or Robinson or Juju on yeah. the team, you know, fingers crossed. Give us, give it, uh, give one me, of those three. Give me Allen uh, Robinson instead. Yeah, I mean, I, honestly, we're so deprived of, like, a true guy. I'll take any of them. <laughs> um but yeah, no, I know what you mean. I think I still think Juju goes back to Pittsburgh. I think it comes down to the other two. But one of them would be great, and then that would really kind of help help Joe Douglas and the team kind of narrow down yeah what their what they should be focused on in like the in the first round. Obviously, Trevor Lawrence, yeah, then a more overall pick. Obviously, that's what they're playing for. But that second pick, I mean, hey, yesterday, shout out, shout out Giants, shout, shout out the Giants. New York Giants. Shout out Colt McCoy. You did it, buddy. You know, the rare. Shout out that defense. Shout out Joe Judge. Double, shout out. Rare double New York football win yesterday. Shout out Ethan. Um, shout out Brett. Shout out Steve. Shout out all the Giants fans. Shout out Nick. Nick. Yeah. <laughs> Producer Nick. <laughs> shout out um, Nick. And uh, uh, did you see the Duffy. Quote? Everybody. <laughs> did you see the quote from our buddy, Jamal? Oh yeah! Oh, it really pissed me off. It, sti- it just it just stings. Stings losing from a team from New York. I mean, don't worry. He'll have his revenge next week when the Jets roll into town. Will he? But... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. If the Jets are the New York Seattle... Jets having a moment? <laughs> <laughs> if the Jets went into Seattle and beat them. Oh my like, goodness! I don't I, know this, what I would do. That would be the most depressing podcast we've ever done. Although, go... although. There is more of a silver lining there. If the Jaguars win next week, do we play? The Jets play. What time do they play? Probably four because it's in Seattle. You know, it looks like it. Yeah. And the Jags play Tennessee at one o'clock. All right. If, if. The Jaguars win. I will be rooting for the Jets so hard. <laughs> You're like, yeah, because we have we have the opportunity to do so. Who, wait, who, who did you say Jacksonville was playing? Tennessee. Well, they're not gonna they're not gonna beat Tennessee. No, they're but, not. No, they're not. But they are playing at home. Spice. They are playing at home. So I mean, they have fans. They do. If it just happened to to work out that way, sure, we can root for the Jets to beat Jamal. But uh, sorry, Jet the Jets to beat Seattle. But hey, <laughs> oh yeah, you're okay. We, Don't worry. We can root. We can root. For um, something like a Denzel Mims beating Jamal for a pass or something like that. That's what we can root for. No, I want Chris, I want I want I want a Chris Herndon game. I want Chris Herndon to like have like eight catches for like hundred fifty yards on Jamal Adams. Just like a random a random Jamal a random Chris Herndon explosion. <laughs> or even you know, Ryan Griffin. You know, Ryan Griffin. either yeah, either one of you guys, yesterday. either one of he them catches yesterday. <laughs> All right, so up in the backfield. <laughs> all right, so clearly we are still down on the Jets. The Jets are awful. But something happened yesterday at the end of that game. So we said we'd break down the game. Jets, 14, it was 7-7 after the first quarter. Vegas was up 17-13 to at halftime. Uh, then they go up 24-13. They're up 11. And then something happens. I don't know what happened, but 
the Jets started scoring. Uh, I think we so we the fourth quarter. Sam Darnold had that. It was a nine-play, ninety-six-yard drive. I forget what preceded, like that. How did they get a punt that put them on the four-yard line? But it was a five-minute drive, nine plays, ninety-six yards. And then Darnold to Mims for a two-point conversion to make it a three-point game. Then that was ten minutes, twenty-two seconds left in the in the fourth quarter. Then Ty Johnson gets that one-yard rush. Six plays, 44 yards. Jets are up 28-24 with 5.34 to play. And all of a sudden, you start like seeing online, like, oh, my God, the Jets are going to do this, aren't they? The Raiders <laughs> the Raiders are really – wow, I feel so bad for Jets fans right now. All they want to do is lose. All they want to do is lose. By the way, that ad just played again, but I was ready for it this time. <laughs> I was ready for it. Nick, we're keeping that in. All right? The ad – <laughs> the ad, the ad, it, 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 they tried. They tried. They tried um, to sneak one past you. Yeah, they tried to sneak one past me. I paused the shit out of that. Um, that the final five minutes of that Jets game, because like I kind of like zoned out a little bit. I put the game on mute and I started watching Red Zone. I have two screens I watch on in my basement at home, and um, I kind of just was listening to Red Zone. I was zoned out. And I was like, all right, we're down 11 going into the fourth quarter. Sweet. Like, we're going to lose. It's the Jets. There's no way we come back. And then they came back, and they took the lead with five <laughs> minutes left. And every national person was like, wow, I can't believe this is happening. I feel so bad for the Jets, blah, blah, blah. This is awful. I was – I shot up in my seat when we scored, and I was like, oh, okay. So – <laughs> we're doing this now this is happening yeah so i uh i i start <laughs> i start panicking obviously um and i just want to ask you before we move on where what were you doing in this in these moments H- how are you reacting i was just sitting there i was much like you yesterday i was kind of flipping back and forth um between both games, I, the way I the way I, uh, both games when I say both games I mean Jets and Red Zone, but uh, it's interesting because I don't have cable, I have YouTube TV, so yes. it takes me a little longer to flip between channels, and I'm also on a delay, I'm also on a delay of like a solid, I'm usually like about a play behind what like the live broadcast is, so. It's weird, and I'm also I also live right across the street from a bar that has outdoor seating. Mm. So if something good happens in a, in a local game, I usually know kind of like what's about to happen. So after the Jets scored the touchdown, it was like a mix of kind of cheers and groans because I think some people were cheering and they don't know any better. <laughs> so I knew it was about to happen. I knew that they were about to score the touchdown. They scored the touchdown. They go ahead, and then. Then I was kind of like just flipping through. Then I looked on my Twitter and I just see right at the top of my feed, Connor Hughes tweeting in all caps, oh my God. And then I kind of scroll down a little bit more and Damian Woody just tweeted touchdown. And I'm like, okay, so does that mean the Raiders scored or did the Jets get like a pick six or something? And then it happened. It happened. And then I shot out of my seat 
<laughs> well, you were mid you were mid meeting and you shot out of your seat. Oh no! This oh no! I'm talking about I was having a meeting when Greg Williams got fired. Oh, okay. We're not there yet. This, we're not there yet. Yeah, we're not there yet. I sh- but like when they when Henry Ruggs scored the touchdown, I shot right out of my seat and I'm like I like whoever lives like right across the hall from me must thinks like you know an insane person lives in this apartment because I was like running back and forth cackling like a madman. Like, so it was the most bizarre sequence of events. Like. So I've the, the, a jet game in a while. the Jets score. Um, the Jets score with five minutes left, right? Um, yeah, five thirty-four left, and then the Raiders go on a fourteen-play, sixty-six-yard drive, where they had. So they get to fourth down. They had four fourth downs in this. They had third and eight, then fourth and eight on the Jets 21. Or they had something even worse before that. They was like, yeah, it was third and 10. Uh, and then Waller gets a third, a 29. Shout out Darren Waller. You stud. Yes. You stud. You stud you. Oh, amazing. Uh, third and 10 at Las Vegas 38. Derek Carr passed short. It was a crossing route. He waited in the pocket. Good pocket pocket presence, car, and <laughs> and got to hit him for a strike for a twenty nine yard uh, on Marcus May. Marcus May, tough day for him guarding Darren yeah. Waller, brutal. Yeah. Um, brutal. And then the next fourth Marcus down, May, you're, you're a safety dude. You can't cover tight end. Just struggling. Two minutes left. Two eleven left. Fourth and eight at the Jets twenty one. Derek Carr incomplete middle of the field to Darren Waller. Penalty on Marcus May. Defensive holding. Like. With football, the way it's broadcast, the flags always just fly in from off screen. <laughs> and all of the flags on this drive came from the right hand of the screen, uh, like to the left. And so I was just like waiting. I was waiting. Every time that flag went, I just erupted. I was going nuts. And I was watching my brother, and then eventually my dad came down, like, what's the, all the noise about down here? Because <laughs> you know? he's, he's working the, on the. the he, he's like, he's like doing all like this work on like our stairs and everything. So he's like, doing all that my brother's home for the holidays we got the full family home and so all right two minute warning uh they keep on going they get to the nine yard line shotgun Derek Carr pass short left to Hunter Renfro touchdown nullified by offsetting penalties which is bullshit if there's offsetting if there's offsetting penalties the play should just let the play stand in that situation specifically everything else everything (laughs) else would be normal yeah everything else be normal but for that one that's the touchdown should have stood um (laughs) Although that would have been a lot of time left for, you know, the Jets to come back and ruin everything, especially the way they were playing in the second half. Um, Derek Carr, fourth down and three. Um, and that was on fourth down, right? Fourth down and three, they get it again. And Carr, I think, underthrows Nelson Aguilar, which of course is Aguilar. Of course it's Aguilar. Yeah, of course it's Aguilar. Of course it's Aguilar. Right. All right. So that was that, was that drive. That drive did not go well uh, for the Jets. They get the stop. Three plays, five yards, took one minute. One minute. That's 42 seconds left. Gesture. Yeah. Johnson, Ty Johnson, three yards. Timeout by Vegas. Ty Johnson for one yard. Timeout by Vegas. Ty Johnson for one yard. Punt with 42 seconds left. You have 42 seconds. The Raiders are on their own 39. 
Darren Waller, 15 yards. They get the spike. And then... It happened. No. And then Carr missed Aguilar, who was wide... Aguilar split three defenders up the middle. And he was in the end zone open. Really? And, yeah. And he missed huh. he missed on the second to last play of the game. He misses Oh yes, yes, yes. He yes, misses yes. last he overthrew, he Yes, overthrew. he overthrew yes, Aguilar yes. on the second to last play of the game. He was stepping up in the pocket and on the run he throws a bomb to Nelson Aguilar and overthrows the shit out of him and I'm sitting there like <laughs> that was it. That was the game. That was the game. And now we have now we have basically a play-by-play breakdown thanks to Mike Silver or a, a, a minute-by-minute breakdown. I'm going to go to his Twitter. Or maybe it's not It was Michael Silver. Okay, I typed Mike Silver in the first time. Um, all right. So Neville Hewitt is the captain of the defense. I talked him up earlier. He's having a mil- he has a million tackles this year. Good for him. I'm scrolling down Silver. He's tweeted a lot today. Jesus Christ. Here we go. Thread. He tweeted out a thread. So, he says, as I reported last night in game day final, Raiders coaches and players weren't surprised that since fired, Jets defensive coordinator Greg Williams dialed up an all-out blitz with the game on the line and quarterback Derek Carr checked to a seven-man protection that had Darren Waller chip as a defensive uh, as a DE, which I guess I don't know what he's talking about. De, he's a, he's a te maybe. Uh, <laughs> T and D aren't even. I guess they're kind of close. Whatever. One person who was, was caught off guard: Jets head coach Adam Gase, who never imagined his DC would, have, would make a call leaving the back end so vulnerable with the Raiders so far from the end zone and without a timeout. Gase was in a discussion with another coach when he heard zero in his headset, indicating a cover zero scheme without a safety, and was shocked. As he turned to the field to react, the Raiders were snapping the ball. First of all. I, there have to be some liberties taken there. There's no way that's exactly how it went. That's probably that's probably how Gase told Silver how it went that's to make, himself, to make himself sure. seem better. But there's no way, there's no yeah. way that that's how exactly it went. Theoretically, linebacker Neville Hewitt, the Jets' defensive signal caller, could have checked out of the defense specifically in reaction to Carr's check changing the protection, but the player decided against making that executive decision. Afterward, Hewitt was beating himself up for not having checked to a cover two defense. Something, sidebar, not part of this, something that C.J. Mosley 100%, 100% would have checked out of that. He would have been like, yeah, sorry, Greg, no, we're going to win the game. Um, yeah. He was beating or himself up he, for, not, for not having checked to a cover two defense, but no one was blaming the player. And with the firing of Williams this morning, it's clear to Jets' power to be felt that responsible. Turns out Adam Gase was the one who fired him. Um Henry Ruggs gets behind Lamar Jackson on a on a double move, which I was seeing tweets from Antonio Cromartie being like, why are you biting on a double move with 13 seconds left? Like, what are you doing there, bud? I just, how? How? <laughs> First of all, Cromartie, let's not, let's not take how? the... How did, shit on the undrafted free listen, agent. Listen, I'm, I'm that's so happy. That's not that that'd be the thing we pull from what happened. I'm like, so happy that this happened. I was jumping for joy. I almost jumped onto my dad's back and made him collapse. 
<laughs> I weigh like 50 pounds more than him. <laughs> I, I was so happy. I was jumping for joy. But the the question remains, how the fuck does this happen? <laughs> how, how does this happen? A great question, my friend. <laughs> I was, I'm lost for words. I'm I mean, lost for words still. I'm still lost for words. And listen, Greg Williams was getting fired regardless. It's funny. Like, it's pretty hilarious that he was hired before Adam Gase and he outlasted him. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, Joe Douglas, Jaime Eli, who was our team president and CEO, or team president, I guess. I didn't even know that. Christopher Johnson. They were all on board with the Greg Williams decision. I guess they just wanted to blame somebody. And Adam yeah. Gase will be gone after this season. But, like, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like, Rex Ryan I, was like, it's the dumbest play call I've ever heard in 58 years of doing it this. It is. I mean, it, it, it's it's literally unfathomable that a, pro, a supposed professional football coach would call a play like that when the opposing team, the their only option on the field to try to win the game is to move the ball downfield with long passes. Why are you sending eight guys? Why are you calling the engage eight play for Madden <laughs> and sending everyone? To get, I, I, I think the I think the excuse that he came up with was that, or someone came up with, was that because the Jets were getting to Carr the whole game and kind of like keeping him on his toes, and like him like that causing him to make some incompletions, like that was his. Th- like line of thinking which is just no no you just you send three dudes and drop everyone else back that's like i've never coached a day at football in my life and even i know that like that's, right. that's the- how how so how insane was that play how far and few between how 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 often have we ever seen this the answer is we've never seen this this has <laughs> never happened ever ESPN Stats and Info last night tweeted this out. The Jets made an unprecedented play call to end their game versus the Raiders. There were 252 pass plays meeting this criteria the last 15 seasons. Final 15 seconds, down 4 to 8 points, 40-plus yards to the end zone. They were the first defense to send 6-plus rushers in that situation ever since 2006. Jesus. Since they started tracking this in 2006. I mean, that's unbelievable. Henry Ruggs is a track star. He, I've seen him play live at Alabama. He is, it's, it's amazing to watch what he does. He's really good. And I think he's going to be a very good wide receiver in this league. And he made the play maybe of his career yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely going to be the, it'll be hard to top. It'll be hard to top for him to top making, like creating a more memorable moment. Unless he like wins a Super Bowl or like does something crazy in the playoffs, but like that could be the the peak of his career. And honestly, like you know, sucks for you if that's the peak of your career. But we're never gonna forget this, Jets fans. It, it helps save the Raiders season. It helps save the Raiders season. I Facetime my friend Bennett, who is a huge Raiders fan, uh, immediately after the game, and we just did like a little like. We shook hands basically. Well through, done through Facetime. Well he's like, he's like, good, he's like, good stuff. Good, th- thank you, I appreciate it. I'm like, oh, same to you. Yeah, <laughs> good stuff. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was unbelievable. It was, it was an unbelievable moment. Something I'll never ever forget, especially yeah. if the Jets get Trevor Lawrence. This will go down in history as one of the 
one of the most influential plays in the history of the NFL. If the Jets to, end I up need... getting Trevor Lawrence, and especially if if Trevor Lawrence lives up to his hype. Yes, exactly. If he lives up to his hype. I feel like everyone needs to stress that fact. If like, he lives up to the hype. Quarterbacks have been hyped up before. Trevor Lawrence is being hyped up as the next Andrew Luck or potentially being better than Andrew Luck. He's being hyped up to that degree. All this is contingent on Trevor Lawrence actually being – he doesn't have to be amazing. He doesn't have to be, you know – Oh, no, no. He, he, oh, I disagree I mean, with that. We, we want him to be Tom no, Brady. We he want he him needs to be, to be – if, if you're, if you're the highest-rated <laughs> pro, highest prospect since Andrew Luck, you better be amazing. Well, if, if we're giving up on our third, if we're giving up on our third overall pick, Sam Darnold, you know, and he and he we we tag him as the future. If we're giving up on that guy, and sending him to a place where he's probably going to thrive somewhere at some point, we Trevor Lawrence, you better be the real deal. I'd settle for good. I'd no, settle I want, for. I want. I want great. I want greatness. <laughs> I'm. I'm starving for greatness. Regardless, if that comes to fruition, and all the pieces fall into place, yes. This very well could be, and it's sad that this is what it is with this franchise, that another team winning on a Hail Mary, it will go, go down as one of the most influential plays in the Jets franchise history. Could be NFL history. Could be. It could be NFL history. Yeah. I mean, it could be the Brian Cox tackling Drew Bledsoe moment. You know? Yeah. It could be like that like thing that you just didn't realize was as important as it was going to be in the moment. And look where you know. I thought that was Mo 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 Lewis, Va- Mo Lewis or Mo Vaughn. Was Mo Vaughn the baseball Mo, player? Mo, Mo, Mo Vaughn's the Mets player. Yeah, Mo Lewis. <laughs> oh, is it, it Brian Cox? Let's see. I think it was Brian Cox. Who broke Drew? <laughs> Drew who ended Drew Bledsoe's career on the Patriots? <laughs> leg. Mo Lewis. Is Mo Lewis? I really thought it was yep. Brian Cox. Okay. Mo Lewis. I stand corrected. Brian not, to, not, to, not to like you I got, know, make, I got make you, make you look, you know, and I didn't mean to, got, you know, rain on your. Pr- yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was no, not was I, not my I, intention there. No, no, no. By all means, but that's what that's what I'm saying. It's one of those like kind of moments that you just don't realize have the potential to be those sort of you know. Like if if Trevor Lawrence ends up wearing a gold jacket one day in the in in and he goes down as a jet that may be the craziest play like in jets that, that would be the craziest play in jets history greg williams would have a statue outside the stadium greg he williams would, he would get, greg williams would introduce trevor lawrence at the hall of fame <laughs> ceremony that's what would happen um all right but we're getting way too ahead of ourselves here um Speaking of Greg Williams, he gone. Uh, he is no longer the head coach. Uh, the head coach. He was never going to be the head coach in New York Jets. We were kind of hoping that he'd be the head coach at some point if, Greg, <laughs> if Adam Gase got fired. Uh, but now he's gone. He has been relieved of his duties because, s- simply put, not only was his wasn't he doing a poor job of you know being an offensive coordinator. I mean, a defensive coordinator. He called the worst play call. Ever, like, I, I I think that's worse. I think that's worse than Pete Carroll throwing on the two yard line in the Super Bowl. The only reason I'm going to say the Pete Carroll one is because it was the Super Bowl. Yeah, but no, but this is as this... far as how dumb it was. 
Yeah, it absolutely rivals it. I mean, I I was completely like, in the moment when the play out, like none of us knew exactly like, you know, I don't think any of us looked at the TV screen like before this ball was snapped and be like, what, like, what the hell, what the hell are they doing? Like, why, like, you know, what's that formation they're doing? Like, none of us realized it until after the fact. But like, I mean, once you see it, it's like, yeah. it's like, I, 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 this would be woof. If this was like, say a competitive season or, you know, the jets were like, like competing for a wild card or, and like they lost in this fashion, it would be a, an all time low moment as a Jet fan, because not only did they lose on the Hail Mary, they lost on the worst play call I've ever seen. <laughs> like, I just, very much, very much has me top three. Like, yeah, I just, yeah, I, I just don't, I don't know, man. I, I, <laughs> I mean, I, there's no way. I, mean, I, I think that there's lots of podcasts out there today that are trying to figure out what the hell happened rationalize it maybe rationalize it there's no rationalization there just ain't there ain't no rationalization it was awful it was just yeah. it was just awful from greg williams and the guy deserved to be fired uh yeah i'm just uh yeah wait i'm also looking at this so pre-snap i'm watching this adam gase wasn't even looking Can you hear that? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, I'm going to mute it now. Like, Nania, our friend Michael Nania, who's been on the show before, works at a rival. I wouldn't even say rival. just works at another Jets pod now. Jets X-Factor. Um, he like did it like he circled Adam Gase was like yeah Gase wasn't even looking at the pl- at the field pre-snap on the Raiders game winning TD but there is a moment where he like does turn around and he's watching yeah there's no way because he turned around well he was like oh by the by the time I turned around uh, they were snapping the ball so he checks he he turns he turns to Waller, Derek Carr, and gives him the read, like, hey, chip here. Like, you're going to stay in. Jalen Richard picks up the blitz and does a great job of that. Southern Miss alum, where I used to cover team uh, cover in Mississippi. And Gates doesn't turn around until a millisecond before the ball is snapped. So, like, I mean, the, the, the play call, the call was already, ca- like, it was already called in. Maybe he was just, like, he didn't hear it. Like, he, he, he like, couldn't believe what he was hearing. I think he just thinks we're dumber than we are. Yeah, I don't know. He, he <laughs> well, he definitely thinks that. He definitely thinks that. He definitely thinks that. But, um, but yeah. So, yeah, Greg Williams is gone. And now the rest of the way, um, it's looking really good. Because, you know, the Dolphins and the Raiders were the two teams that coming into these next these, these couple of weeks, both of us were, like, and the Chargers, too, were, like, maybe they could win one off of these guys and they came real close against the Chargers they came real close even against the Patriots the week before came real they close came, against the Raiders obviously they came really close against the Raiders um, and now you're going west coast at the Seahawks at the Rams which that time still TBD so like 
who knows when they're going to be playing that game. Um, hopefully Let's it's, hope it's not prime time. Yeah, well, no, there's no way it'll be prime time. Um, and then you're, the Browns, who are going to destroy the Jets. The Browns yeah. look the Browns look awesome. I mean, Baker looked amazing yesterday. Yeah, oh my god. And that the, that running game, Bill Callahan really, you know, yeah. fixes any offensive line he's with. And then at the Patriots, who could be fighting for a playoff spot potentially, hopefully, and could try that game. I mean, they just destroyed the Chargers 45 nothing. So I'm so surprised like, Anthony Lynn hasn't been canned. I think they're doing the same thing that the Jets are doing, where uh, yeah, at this yeah. point there's no point in in firing right. them. Um, so yeah, but yeah, uh, the jets are going to lose out. It looks like, and if they, they lose the next four games, they get the first overall pick. They go down as the worst team in NFL history and we get the quarterback of the future. So that's all I've got for this week. Um, Connor, anything else to add? Because other than, yeah, I mean, there's other than Greg Williams going, you know, getting fired and making the worst play call ever. I mean, that's. It, it, it's really just we got four weeks for the rest of our lives. Four weeks. <laughs> That's such a good, an inspirational way of saying it. I love it. And I, 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 we need to, I, I need to say something that we need to remind ourselves that Todd Bowles, when he was fired, he didn't make it to the end of the night before he got fired. The Jets lost the last game of that season. He was gone by that evening. It wasn't officially announced. But the, the reports had come out that Bowles was about to get was going to get fired. Yeah, like it was it was done deal. So if we go into the last game of the season in a different in a situation where it's still not like a hundred percent sure and something like that, or Christopher Johnson has alluded to like saying it's like oh we still have faith in Adam or something like that, then if he says that I I may not be a fan anymore. If the, I, Jet, I, if the I, Jets I, keep Adam Gase. Even if they I, get, I, I will lose all. I'll lose all interest in, in the Jets. Me too. I, and there's, there's really, there's, there, it, it, it would be hard to justify to a fan. I, I think Christopher Johnson is smart enough to, to know that that it would be hard to justify to any fan bringing back a coach after an 0 16 season. There'll and, be fans in the. There'll be fans in the stands next year. Right. And there, that's the, and we've except said, except we've said, there except there won't be if Adam Gates is still the head coach. Too. And we've said that before, that that's the only reason that Adam Gase is still here. No fans, yeah. Because there's no fans. Yeah. If there were fans and the Jets were going out there and they were getting booed, especially if they were getting booed on plays that they were play- where they were playing well, like imagine they were getting booed on Jets touchdowns. Yeah. Like imagine that was happening. Like, he would he would be gone. He'd be gone. Like, he'd be gone weeks he'd ago. He'd be gone. Like, you know, that's the only reason he's still here. Um. And the only reason I'm sure Christopher Johnson's got to have had a, a meeting or two with Joe Douglas and being like, okay, so we're going to stick with this guy because obviously, ha, yeah, I mean that's the only that's the only logical, so. only logical explanation, a lot logical explanation. So, and who the hell are you going to bring in to replace him? We thought it was would have been Greg Williams, but obviously that's, there's nobody. Well, that, I think that's the same thing with with Anthony Lynn. Like the only reason you'd fire guys to get a look at a guy that you maybe would want to hire and the jets don't have that on their staff. And I don't think the chargers have them, that guy on their staff. So yeah. Good. Oh, and one other thing, what are your thoughts on, and I hope we're in lockstep and agreement on this, the, uh, boomer Sison report about oh, Bill Cowher. Bill Cowher. Um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not too big on I'm that. Out. I'm yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm not. I'm not too big on that. I uh, I would like somebody who's coached this um, 
this decade. This decade. This century. That knows that the that the, the the sport has evolved past just ground and pound yeah. running. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I mean, he is a defensive guy, I think. Um, right, but that, that's what those Steeler teams I feel like were. Yeah, but that's what the Jets are. Like we're trying to be something that we're not. The Jets are defense first, run the football. You know, run leads to the pass. I feel like I sound like I'm 80 years old calling it a WFAN <laughs> right now. So you know what? I'm gonna retract now everything we got, I just said. We got Ethan. From New, we got Jesse from New Jersey here. Yeah, let's call you Ethan because if we get a, if we, I want to. I want to listen to. I want him to hear you saying what you just said. Oh to yeah, me. He'd, he'd have an aneurysm. <laughs> like, um, got Jesse from New Jersey here. And so. then, and and one last thing. Um, Leonard Williams still stinks. Everybody. <laughs> he still stinks. He gets lots of coverage sacks, and this is an anti Leonard Williams podcast and we're going to continue to preach that he stinks and that even if he doesn't stink the jets are still there's no reason for the jets to even have him i'm glad that we traded him when we did because that means that we don't have to pay him one a lot of money even if he did play great this year that would have helped that wouldn't have that would have hurt the tank one two he has 10 sacks this year which is great i'm happy for him a lot of those are coverage sacks but at the same time we got those picks. We need picks more than we need Leonard Williams. And we were right. never going to be paying him $20 million a year. The same thing so with Jamal Adams. We got picks for him and similar to Jamal Adams. Yeah, for sure. And we got picks Not for him. Not the same level of player. Right. But. And, uh, well, I mean, Jamal Adams is just a glorified linebacker, if we're being Blitz honest. boy. Yeah. So, <laughs> all right, folks. That's all we got here. This is the longest episode we've had in weeks. I hope you enjoy. And, uh,. Connor, any any last words for these wonderful Jets fans who have suffered along with us these last 12, 13 weeks? Um, I think we're we're nearing the end of the tunnel. Weeks, more, more like years. <laughs> we're nearing the end of the tunnel. Uh, yep. Let's all root for the Seahawks next week. But if the Jags win, we're gonna root for the Jets. If the ja- yeah, but also if it doesn't look like that's gonna pan out and the Jags lose, then let us at least root for the Jets to do something that will embarrass Jamal Adams. Yeah. Oh, I cannot wait. I That that we can root for. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, folks. Y'all have a good one. Peace.